Hello, I'm Sarah Connolly, and today I'm going to be interviewing 20-year-old Danish cyclist, Christina Sigard, who's just joined Matrix Valpine for 2015, and I wanted to talk to her about how her career's going, what it's like, why she's making these choices. Hello, Christina. Hello, Sarah. It's obviously quite interesting, the Scandinavian cycling scene. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into riding? Well, uh, I was uh, doing handball and football for six years. I got an injury in my heel and I couldn't play anymore and my dad has been a cyclist when he was younger and um, yeah I I would I wanted to do something else than yeah keep running because it hurt my heel mm-hmm. and I started to cycle and I've done that since 2007 mm-hmm. um, yeah and luckily I'm much better at cycling than I am at handball and football <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you got the bronze medal, didn't you, in the 2011 Junior Road Race World Championships? Yeah, I did, and uh, on home ground as well, so that was great. Yeah, and how, I mean, how did that feel? It was such a great feeling. I've never, yeah, never tried something like that before. Um, also because six weeks before the Worlds, I had a knee injury. Oh. And I couldn't ride my bike for 10 days. It was so swollen, I couldn't even bend my knee. Mm. Um, so just the feeling to get on my bike again and having this goal in front of me was, yeah. And then just to do it on the special day was, it was so great. Um, I get goosebumps, right, talking about it now because it was a really big experience. (laughs) Yeah, I was in Copenhagen to watch it. I think we were probably, well, we were were cheering for Lucy Garner, obviously. (laughs) But it was such a nice atmosphere because the, the Danes really, they put on a really good race, didn't they? Yeah, they really did. It was such a, t- a great team effort. Um, could have done it without the, the two girls with me. It was it was really great. Mm. And then you went on in 2012 to come seventh in the Junior World ITT Champs, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I didn't have the best uh, until the Worlds. It wasn't the best. would like to have done very better than, than what I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only had like 10 seconds to the podium. I know it's, it's still 10 seconds, but I had the dream about hitting the podium I didn't, so, but still it was a great effort. Yeah, I mean, is it, is it hard when you've been on the podium one year to come back in your second year of juniors? And, you know, I mean, top 10 is still a fantastic result, but how did it make you feel? Well, it was, yeah, still, like you said, it was a great result, but of course you have these expect, expectations uh, mm. after the podium from 2011, so of course you want something more, and you've, of course you'd go around with that dream about this being your year, so... Mm-hmm. But um, I had a great time in Falkenburg as well, and I think I showed my, um, my some of my great size on my bike as well. So it wasn't it wasn't that bad. But uh, of course, I would li- have liked the medal as well. Yeah, well, that can come. That can come in the future. <laughs> oh. You're only twenty. Yeah. <laughs> and then since then, you joined Ritka Cycling Team for 2013, and you won a stage at the Rasnamon and were fourth overall, weren't you, in Ireland? It was a it was a great year, but um, I got the opportunity to ride with the, the Swedish UCI team first start of this season. So I thought uh, it was it was the right choice for me. But as uh, as we got closer and closer to the season and into the season, I yeah I probably should have stayed with Ritko this year as well. I don't know. Mm. I got some uh, very um, I I, just, I learned a lot this season, really a lot. Yeah, I heard that team wasn't the best team this year. No, it really wasn't, and uh, they closed down in June because uh, of uh, yeah money problems, and yeah. it was a really big mess. Um, 
so yeah, if I could choose now, I would have done different, but still I have to take the positive things with me. And I really think that I learned really a lot mm-hmm. uh, being there. Yeah. So, so what will you take away from it? Uh, how I, how I know, now I know, sorry, um, how I want to be treated yeah. and uh, I know how I want everything to work when you're with your team. Yeah. And then just generally everything about a team because in the end actually my mom she ended up being our sport director and everything so <laughs> <laughs> that's also just a minor thing <laughs> I, I, it's now that it's so professional I've never tried that before yeah and so you're moving to um, Matrix for yeah. 2015 I mean, that's obviously your first time not on a Scandinavian team what made you choose that team uh, it wasn't that hard actually Stefan he's a really great guy and he uh, wrote me that he he saw some possibilities in me, and he saw um yeah he he could see me as a bigger rider in the future, mm-hmm. and um it was really not that difficult actually. It was uh, about the setup and everything, all about the staff and how he wanted to yeah do next year in the season, how everything was going to work out. It seemed so great, and uh, until now it's been above expectations, so it's been so good. Yeah, because you were out in your first training camp, weren't you? Yeah, we were two weeks in uh, France and Limoux, South yeah. France. Yeah. But how did you find it? What was it like? It was so great. Uh, the girls they're so good. Um, we we really we clicked. It was so great. Um, we lived in this um, like cyclist hotel thing, mm-hmm. uh, um, which one of our um, our team directors own in France, and uh, we just we took care of ourselves and got to know each other and. Yeah, it was it was really a good time we had there. Two weeks seemed like yeah, less than a week actually because <laughs> we hit it off. <laughs> I mean, obviously, there most of them are English, and you're not. Was that a problem, or did you just did everyone just bond? Uh, I really I see it as a really big um, what's it called like it's really positive for me because yeah. being on uh, for example when I was on firefighters this start of this year. Uh, there was like there was this Lithuanian girl, and she was really sweet. But it was not this. It's not the same when everyone's not speaking the same language. Yeah. Um. And there was this Mexican girl, and she didn't speak English at all, so we couldn't communicate with her. So being on a team where everyone speaks the same language, I know I have a, my first language, but it's no problem when everyone else is speaking English. Mm-hmm. I really see that as a big uh, yeah. Big, uh, what's it called? <laughs> Big advantage, I guess. Yeah, exactly, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. And um, yeah, I really like that. And everyone knows all the Scandinavians speak better English than English people anyway. <laughs> Don't think so, but <laughs> you all speak seven languages. <laughs> <laughs> Danish cycling's in an interesting place, it feels like. I mean, we've just seen Amelie Diedrichsen win the Junior Road World Championships two years in a row. Mm. And obviously, there's Julie Leff on the track. Yeah. Does it feel like it's an exciting time for you? Well, I think that we're like we're getting there. We uh, we have some girls in Denmark who really wants this and who uh, who's not just giving up on it. Um, and the thing that when we are like now we're three, four, five girls and still the girls on Rüter as well, um, being in the bigger races in, in Belgium and Netherlands and everything. Mm-hmm. Then uh, it's I think it's a really good thing that we're. Yeah, we are not just one or two in the races. It helps uh, everything, actually. Um, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, who were you when you were young and looking up at looking at cyclists and, and you know just starting out cycling? Who were you looking at as your as cycling heroes? Well, actually, it wasn't that many um, ladies. It was mostly men. Uh-huh. So, ladies cycling isn't that big in Denmark. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was uh, Fabian Cancellara. I really like him. Yeah, I think everyone likes Fabian Cancellara, yeah. though. So <laughs> <laughs> he's such—he just seems like a nice man, doesn't he? He really does. Yeah. Um, so I've always been looking at him, and I know that those make this song where he rode his uh, time trial bike, and you saw his technical, um, yeah, advantages and everything. Uh, and I, I listened to that song every time it, it, before my own time trials because then I felt like oh it's a bit Cancellara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when you were when you were in the Junior World Champs, you could be Cancellara for that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's really nice. I mean, it, does it feel like? I mean, because you rode the tour of ladies tour of Norway, didn't you? And you were yes, top twenty. Yeah. You were top twenty in there. Yeah. Was it? Is it nice to be able to race in Scandinavia, or is it only Denmark that feels like home? You know, I feel like Scandinavia is uh, a big home actually, because when I'm in Sweden, I've I've been raised with a lot of Swedish girls, Wicker, uh, mm-hmm. for example. So actually, I I understand uh, Swedish like almost perfectly, mm-hmm. uh, and Norwegian is uh, actually easier. So it feels like home when we're there. And Norway was really a great race and great experience. And I was with the Swedish team there, mm-hmm. uh, Team Crescent, and. It was so great, but there were only me outside of Sweden on that team, but it was really, really a great experience. Yeah, I mean, it looked like such a lovely race. It looked beautiful. Well, I mean, the weather looked terrible, but then... (laughs) (laughs) One of the days, well, yeah, two of the days actually was terrible, (laughs) but it was such a great race and really a nice area with great hills and... Mm possibilities for everything and I like the bad weather so it doesn't matter for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it was nice you know there there were just so many nice touches the television coverage was great you know we could watch like half like you know quite we could see the highlights and they had all the kind of the 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 topless podium boys and the you know strange photos and (laughs) Emma Johansson winning the sprint over the border and things like that that was nice it was cool and just the thing about hearing the helicopters on top of us it was a I, I haven't felt like that before uh, since uh, the world's in 2011, mm. uh, the last time. So you feel like a bit special when someone is filming you and putting it up. So that was also a big, uh, yeah, it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> so so looking ahead, I mean, what in, in an ideal world, if you could choose your own program, what races would you like to ride most? Uh, I really think I'm I'm going to be a, big, uh, a better um, uh, classic rider. Yeah. I think that's a good thing for me because um, I'm good in the bad weather and when it's cold and everything, I feel I feel more comfortable and when it's raining actually sometimes. I know it sounds weird because I like the hot weather and sunny weather <laughs> as well, but when I'm racing, I like when it's raining and a bit rough and then uh, the small steep hills, I think they would fit me well, but I tried to run from Flandern this year, but I crashed and hurt in my back, so I couldn't complete um mm. but I I hopefully I'll be ready for those races. Yeah, and you were not, I mean you were ninth in the Dwarsdorf Landeren, weren't you? I mean that's a tough little race. Yeah, it is. It really is. Starting off the season with a top 10 must also feel, you know, in a in a, in a big in a proper field. That must feel quite good. Yeah, it, it did. And also just uh there was this breakaway of five riders, so I actually became fourth in the sprint 
against uh, I know Kristen Will she won our sprint, but still mm. wasn't I wasn't that far behind her. So it feels great uh, to go into a season like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, someone like Kirsten Wild is so so good at those races, isn't she? She's just yeah. she can just crush them. When you're riding next to someone like that, do you get the chance to you know learn from her, or or are you just in the moment completely? Well, in the moment, I think you're just uh, trying to get as near to the, um, what's it called, the top of the field as possible. Yeah. But seeing her sprint on tape afterwards or videos or anything, you you learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, just how she's she's placed in the field and how she's moving around and everything but of course it's also a big advantage for her to have a team around her because uh, for example I, I didn't in Transfer Flandern it was uh, only me there so with a team behind you I think that's a big advantage as well but just looking at her she's she's just such a great rider yeah so. do you watch a lot of the race video uh when they come up from for example uh like horse I watch that one and yeah I watch I watch it a lot, actually. Not not all the time, but when someone, yeah. something exciting is coming up, I watch it. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess because I watch it as a fan. Yeah. And so I'm watching it, you know, kind of, oh, I want you to win. But when you're, like, sitting at home, are you, are you like, looking at it from your own perspective, what you do at that moment as well? Of course you are. You're trying to look at yourself to become better, if you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. you know... You know sometimes in your head what you have to do to become better, but it's hard to do it on the bike sometimes. Yeah. Moment, because then you're just, everything is just, yeah, you're like taking your head off sometimes and just doing it, Mm. like routine. And it becomes, it's, then it's hard sometimes to uh, change it, but then it's, then it's really important to look at it afterwards and, and look at yourself in the moment and then trying to memorize it and do better next time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I suppose without, you know, oh, no, I made that mistake. Oh, no, I made that mistake. <laughs> just looking at it, just, yeah, it's not like that. Just uh, trying to find out to how to get better. Yeah. You like the classics, but you were also ninth in that stage of Tour de Lardesh this year, weren't you? Yeah, I was, but that was actually, I was trying to get Juliet from to the front to uh, finish up, but uh, she lost my wheel because it was really hectic. Mm. Um so I was just, it was just on power. It wasn't really a sprint, but it was also a flat uh, stage. So it was more like, a, not classic, but more like a Kermis race or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like Kermis races as well. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you like everything. Actually, I do. It's just, I'm not the type of rider who can go upwards against the best ones in like 20k or something. But I like doing time trial and I like doing cobbles and small steep hills and everything but not I'm not a climber climber (laughs) (laughs) no I'm but I suppose though with the women's calendar the way it is we don't have so many proper climbing races anymore so that's good for you yeah luckily (laughs) (laughs) do you know what your program is going to look like next year what races you'll be riding uh no actually not but we we have our calendar and but it's yeah I don't know which one I'm going to race yet but um I've put some green ones on some of them so maybe i'll get my wishes <laughs> <laughs> yeah dear steph these are the races i'd like to ride love christina <laughs> no we have a yeah we have like a google sheet where we have it in so you can look at everyone in the same time what we want to ride and then it's very easy like that yeah are there any races where no one wants to ride them 
Uh, it was in a Givaktua, for example, actually. Because, uh, I don't know, there was just, it wasn't everyone, but it was uh, like half, I think. Yeah. Um, I've written it for two years now, and I crashed four times. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, not that um, I'm like where the crashes are, but it's just in in the crosswind. I don't know. It's just, um, they're making mistakes mistakes in front of me. To This year, it was two Dolman's Bulls. Yeah. And yeah, I crashed my my frame actually. So luckily, I had an extra with me because we hadn't got our team bikes and we didn't get them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so did you have to basically be riding on your own bike all year? Yeah, I did. That must be annoying, though. I mean, that must be frustrating and also make riding harder if you're expecting a certain amount of support and you don't get it. Exactly, because during the races, uh, I, I wrote for Auschwitz um, Wetter in the last uh, part of the season, mm-hmm. uh, and for Fighter Fighters, the first part, and yeah, it's like when you hand over your own bike to a man you don't know, it's not the same thing. Like, you you have, like, it's your stuff. You have paid everything. Yeah, for, yeah. It's really expensive and everything. So, and sometimes we didn't even have any uh, mechanic or anything, so I've just been my own mechanic half of the season. But I've learned a lot on that account as well, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you're. It seems like it would be easy to get quite bitter and unhappy about it. But you seem like you're. Seem like you're taking the positives out of it. You have to, I think, because well, I've also been used to it, so it's not a big problem. But when only when I have my dad with me, my dad is my best mechanic until now. Um, <laughs> I haven't gotten anyone better. Uh, he's really a great mechanic and. Uh, it's only when I'm not, I not have him, I haven't got him with me, sorry, that I have, I have to be my own mechanic, but uh, he, ha- he can't be with me all the time, he has a job to take care of as well, so. <laughs> well, it seems like your cycling is very family orientated, if your mother's your director sportif and your father's <laughs> your mechanic, do you have like younger brother and sister being a soigneur or something? My brother, he's a cyclist as well, I think we're just, my family's just, they really like cycling and everything, but my mom is there to... Yeah, she took over the the um, director sportive job because there wasn't anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the reason why, and she had the possibility to take her off her job for a week. So she went with us to the Rund von Flandern and in a Vaktu actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so without her, we couldn't start at races. So it was great. <laughs> she <laughs> took the time off to go with us. But yeah, my dad, he loves cycling as well. And we train together, me and my dad and my little brother. And everything is, yeah, they like it. So everything's great on that account. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it strange, though, when your mum's the, you know, the boss of the team, do you not to treat her like your mother? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit difficult, actually. So it was, she was with us two times. The one time she just, yeah, at the Grund and then in the Givaktu, and then she was with us at Elsie Jacobs. Mm-hmm. because the team hadn't got anyone else for us. But I really appreciate her doing it for us and for the team because it just shows how much she wants to help. Yeah. Uh, but of course, it's a bit, it, it's been a bit strange to have her as my sports director because I couldn't really... Sometimes I was too harsh to her because she's my mom and other yeah. times it wasn't like I couldn't tell her in the same way because she's, like, she's not a cyclist and she hasn't been, so she don't know how it is to be on the bike, but... Yeah, yes, she's just trying her best. (laughs) So I guess so. It's going to be quite a different experience this year because you know Stefan's been, uh, you know, been been managing a team for years now. So he's kind of got the organisation going on. Exactly, and I really I'm so looking forward for that. Not having to 
<laughs> involve my whole whole family <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just having yeah profe- professional staff around me is going to be so great. I really I'm so looking forward. So, what kind of things did you do on the training camp? Well, we had some long rides uh, to get to know each other, and yeah, we lived together. Um, and then we did some time trial train, team time trial training, um, just to know the positions around each other because we didn't know each other before. Mm-hmm. And that was great as well. Uh, Chris, the one sports director who lived down there, he was with us out on the bike, and he said like how we should do it and everything. So. We got to know each other a bit better that way as well. Mm-hmm. So, I guess I guess when I look at your junior career, I would have expected you to go from you know to be picked up by a professional team after two thousand and twelve. Was, was there a reason that you stayed with? We went to a smaller team. No, if I had the possibility to go to a bigger one, I would have done. But uh, I, I don't know why. But maybe I haven't like yeah. I haven't thought about why, and that's probably because I'm the Danish girl. Yes. Yeah. If, if I was Norwegian, there was high tech. I don't know if I would ever go there, uh, if you would like me on the team. Um, yeah, you could take about away go there, because I would like to go there. But <laughs> <laughs> If you would take me in if I was Norwegian, I don't know that. But there was the possibility, and uh, in Sweden there was uh, Go Green, mm-hmm. um, but they only wanted Swedish riders, and there wasn't anyone in Denmark at that time uh, other than Rutger and small minor teams. Mm. Um, and then I just think, I think it's because I was a Danish girl, because I didn't have the biggest results, but I had great, uh, well, good results, and I wasn't from Belgium or Holland or, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, you know I, I suppose the problem is is that for girls in the future it's going to be a bit different because you know they've, they've seen riders like you and right and you know Amelie's results and Yuli's, yeah. Yuli's results and so I guess in a way you're kind of a little bit of a groundbreaker which I don't know it probably doesn't help you but <laughs> I think that future you know little girls who are 15 now will maybe find it different yeah I think you're right also around like if when you see uh, Maria Grant uh, she won the worlds and everything, but she stopped because it was too harsh to her. Um, I think I haven't actually, yeah, spoke to her about it. But uh, it was she didn't get the um, support from Den- Denmark as she wanted, and yeah, I think uh, Denmark has learned a lot about that as well uh, mm-hmm. about the ladies because it has to be some more attention around us because there hasn't been a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. and I think that's also yeah, like you say, groundbreaking that. We're here where we are now and and doing the races outside Denmark and, yeah, being on bigger teams and everything. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at cycling, what's been your favourite races that you've been to and your favourite memories? Apart from Copenhagen, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult, actually, because there's so many. But when I'm just sitting here, yeah, thinking back, I have the Elsie Jacobs in my mind, actually. Mm-hmm. really like that race. And then uh, it was only a Kermis race, uh, but uh, on the same lap, on the same course in Cornelis um, in the Tour of Belgium, there's mm-hmm. this uh, lap. I really like that lap, uh, and I had that one in mind as well. Um, it was there's both there's cobbles there, uh, a small part of cobbles, and there's some steep smaller hills, and uh, I like the uh, finish as well. Yeah, and Elsie Jacobs, there's these. Yeah, small steep hills as well. And yeah, that's a hard race, Elsie Jacobs. I really, I've been there, and it's beautiful, yeah. and I love it. But that's a tough race. It really is. 
but I just uh, I don't know why I just really like it it's uh, and also because it's starting out with a prologue I like that one as well so mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I suppose because you know it's the same big loop in both days so you can kind of and I know it's like different laps at the end of it you know yeah. on, on, on each stage but you kind of can get to know the rate you know so you can get to know it quite well yeah exactly so it's not well the only thing about us, Jacob, was that there was uh, cars on the um, yeah on the lap as well oh. on the lap. but they were they were holding still inside. But that was the only minus. But actually, as you as I'm thinking back as well, Norway has also been a big experience and uh, was one of actually one of my top five uh, races. I think. Yeah, yeah. They, I, it's always exciting when you get a new race in a new part of the country, and. It's great racing and it's great coverage. And as a fan, you can follow it at home. That's that's beautiful to me. Yeah, that's cool. And you know, getting to see other parts of the world as well, because you know, one of the things about cycling is, as a fan, is you look at it and think, oh, I'd really like to ride there. And yeah. I, I really wanted to go to Norway. I understand why. <laughs> it's so beautiful and um, everything about it actually, because. There was these small laps uh, in the end of each race, and well, in each stage, sorry. And the last one up to the, I don't know actually what it was. It was like a castle or something. Not a castle, but yeah, mm. on, on the top of the hill. And they had this uh, this little lap where we went through a small path where you don't even like you, you don't even know them when you're on when you're just walking and everything. It's like it was it was so great. I really liked that. <laughs> just a bit off-road that was cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not really what you expect but yeah I, it's nice it's interesting courses I think a lot of riders were saying that this year with there were a lot because there were new races it also makes it more interesting you know here's a place I've never been before yeah exactly that's also part of it I really like to explore new places and new countries and just yeah I've never really been to Norway before, actually. So that was also a big experience just to be there. <laughs> it's funny, but yeah, I haven't. <laughs> so when you're not riding, what do you like to do? Uh, well, actually, I'm a big uh, fan in the kitchen. I like, uh, I love to make foods and experience with foods and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm a family person as well, I think. I love spending time with my family and my boyfriend and just hanging out and my friends as well. Just, yeah, being social and go out and have fun. So where will you live this year? In, sorry, next year? Uh, I'll live here in Denmark at yeah. my parents' place. <laughs> yeah. At, <laughs> and then just travel across for races. Yeah, and then we have the, like a base both in France and in Belgium uh, near Odenade. So we'll, I'll stay there as well as a lot, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have you done that before? Have you had a team base outside of outside of Scandinavia before? Uh, not a team base, but last year I went to uh, Fliesingen in uh, Holland with uh, uh, Alexander Nesmark from uh, Sweden. Mm -hmm. and we lived there for a month in the start of the season when we didn't have any races here. So uh, not really tried to have a team base, but but we had a base there. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it would be nice to, you know, to live in another country for a little bit, even if it's just for a couple of weeks. Yeah, just to experience it. I really like that. Yeah, that would be lovely. So yeah. that would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Exactly. <laughs> well, I hope you have a really good year next year. I hope we, you know, hope we see you on the podiums and in the top tens and in the horrible, horrible weather on <laughs> nasty cobbles on really <laughs> tough climbs. We can see you at the front. Sounds terrible right now, but... <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Uh -huh. okay.
And if people want to find out more about you, you're on Twitter, aren't you? Yeah, I am. And what's your what's your Twitter address? CM Sigard, yeah. CM Sigard, the two G's and two A's. Exactly. And do you have any websites or Instagram or Facebook? Uh, I have all of that actually. <laughs> um, I have an athlete page on on fa- no yeah Facebook as well. That's just Christina Sigard. Mm-hmm. Um, and my Instagram is Christina Sigard in one word. And my uh, yeah my website that's Christina Sigard dot blogspot dot dk I think. Excellent. Well, I'll put links to all of those on my website, prowomenscycling.com. And of course, people can follow your adventures on the team website on thedrops.com. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. <Sounds great. laughs> well, have a really good year next year and we'll be watching and cheering. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm able to do these interviews because my wonderful supporters on Patreon and you can go to my account www.patreon.com slash womenscycling to find out more about that. Come back to my website, prowomenscycling.com, for all the links to everything we talked about, including some videos, and to keep track of what else I'm doing. Videos, racing, interviews, more.